Hello and welcome to The Connected Generation. This is episode 17. My name is Nikia Anani and I am your host. So glad to have you here today. So last episode, episode 16, we started off a three-part series on reinventing the family business. And I'm sure you know the importance of doing so in light of our current realities, right? Our family businesses find themselves in this weird limbo situation. And so last episode, we spoke about how to reinvent our products and services. Today, we'll be speaking about how to reinvent our perspectives. And so what is reinvention? Let's take a step back. Reinvention simply means that we change something that exists so that it seems new. So being able to make something new out of something old, right? And one thing that we really need to make new is the way we see things, the prism, the lenses through which we view our businesses. You know, we need to have these paradigm shifts. So I follow this blog and the writer was talking about a book that he reads to his two young children called A Tale of Two Beasts. And he reads this book to his children to teach them the importance of perspective, different different perspectives. And the first part of the book tells one story from one person's perspective. And then the second part of the book tells the same story but from another person's perspective. And so essentially, the first part of the book is this little girl that finds an animal in the woods and she takes this animal home and she plays with him. She's showing this animal love. She's showing off this animal to her friends. And then the second part of the book, you would think it's a completely different account. (laughs) And it's now from the perspective of the animal. He's telling his side of the story, right? Explaining the same experience, but his perception is that he was kidnapped. He was forcibly kept. He was taken against his will. Same story, different perspective, different attitude, different emotion, meaning different reality. So what am I trying to say? I'm saying that we have the power to reinvent our perspectives by retelling our stories. That takes us on to number one, three ways that we can reinvent our perspectives. We need to reframe our reality by reinventing our stories. What do I mean? I came across this quote that I just so love. I don't know who said it, but it's the quote is, we cannot change our pasts but we can rewrite our stories and redesign our futures. A lot of us in our futures, we saw our family businesses as a permanent fixture in our lives, in the form in which they were pre-Rona, myself included, guilty. And, you know, now we face ourselves in this new reality this weird reality without form, without, (laughs) nobody really knows what it really entails, you know, we're hearing all this, the new normal, the new reality. And that not knowing can make us feel scared about the future and we can get stuck. So instead of 
that feeling. Let's reframe our realities and reinvent our stories in a way that empower us. How? So perhaps we need to tell ourselves that this season isn't a scary one after all, but it's an exciting one, an exciting one of new beginnings. So instead of saying, I'm scared about the future, I don't know what's going to happen, let's tell ourselves, I'm excited about being able to create my future. Because let's be real, it's certainly more exciting and definitely much easier to build a quality high-rise building on a firm, quality, sturdy foundation rather than retrofitting an existing building that's like bending slightly, that's like slightly wonky. She's speaking in parables. No, I'm not. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is that all of our family businesses have weaknesses. And sometimes as a next gen, it can be difficult to address those weaknesses. You know, we've just been building and building and building. And that building has been slightly wonky. It's moving slightly to the side. But now, in this season, we have the opportunity to build again and build better so that this building stands the test of time and is straighter. So see the distinction. See how that reframing, that retelling of that story can be so freeing. By telling the latter story, what happens is your eyes now open towards seeing opportunities and being open towards what the future holds, rather than staying stuck, holding on to the past and seeing the future unknown as your enemy. The second way we can reinvent our perspective is by changing our focus. We need to change our focus from being a family business to seeing ourselves as a business family. We want a business family, right? And perhaps this crossroads, because it does feel like we're at a crossroads, doesn't it? This crossroads is the perfect opportunity to make a turn onto another road, to take a different option, make a decision, right? And in most of our businesses, the welfare of the family is priority over the welfare of the business, And going back to this tower that we're building, we want this high-rise building, you know, the height of the building essentially, you know, represents the length of time the family business will last for, so the number of generations. So we want the tallest tower, right? We want it to, to last for so many generations. And if we want that, we need to ensure that we're building quality foundation, using quality building materials, and the linkages between the bricks and so on and so forth are tight. So I'll use this example, a couple of examples to illustrate the difference between family business and business family. Number one, family business. Tolu is 25 and he's returned from the UK after studying his master's and working in financial services for a few years. 
Tolu starts working in the family business as executive director of corporate services. But we have general manager Trudy, a long-standing non-family staff that's been with the business for 20 years. And now Trudy finds himself reporting to Tolu, who he saw growing up. Trudy feels like he raised Tolu. <laughs> he used to prepare the bank instructions to move money to, to Tolu when Tolu was in the UK for his school fees. So Trudy feels like he raised Tolu. Tolu's returning to the business has left a bad taste in Trudy's mouth as Tolu is earning three times what Trudy is despite Trudy having been at the business for 20 years now. So we see that Trudy is getting resentful and his morale is being depleted on the daily. He perceives that there's a ceiling in the business. Tolu is on the path to successor. So what's the point? Trudy is now considering jumping ship to an environment where he perceives there are better opportunities for him. So this Tolu Trudy example is one I usually like to paint to depict, you know, the characteristics of a family business as opposed to a business family. And now we'll just talk through an example of a business family. So this is a quote. Seven years ago, we said to ourselves, let's be a little bit more intentional and say that family is family and business is business. We started to go through a transition, moving from a family business to a business family. When you have a family business, employment becomes a birthright. This means that we were getting too many family members into the business who were not qualified and performance was suffering. For a family business, the primary goal is to maintain family harmony. Profits are secondary. By contrast, the business family focuses on business first. Profits are respected and expected and performance comes first. This means getting qualified people in the right places throughout the business. We went from focusing on family harmony to business performance. This was a really hard thing for us to do. This season of slowdown, this pause, it gives us a great opportunity to change our focus and to prioritise the business over the family. I think it gives us a great opportunity to think about what we want and think about plans, policies and procedures for the business. The last way we can reinvent our perspective is to, again, change our focus, but in a different way. Now, looking at the business, we need to change our focus from strategy, the hard stuff, to culture, the soft, intangible stuff. And most of us, you know, when we're looking at problems in the business, we look to solutions that lie in the harder stuff. By that, I mean like the procedures, the systems, the structures, the strategy. And I am wired up as a natural business strategist, so I am so guilty. <laughs> but in a family business, and in any business, to be honest, is usually the soft stuff that gives us our cutting edge. 
So Peter Drucker is, you know, well known to have said that culture eats strategy for breakfast. What is culture? You know, have you ever been like, oh my goodness, I feel this, but I don't have the word to translate what I feel in my heart and mind. I believe that is culture. So in the context of a family business, it's the ability to translate the family's heart into actions and behavior in the employees such that we see consistency. Strategy is is important, don't get me wrong, right? But strategy is underpinned. It is supported by the business's underlying culture. And culture is harder to put your finger on, right? And it's harder to define. We need to actively define what are the family's values? What are the business's values? And actively shape the culture. The thing is, a lot of our businesses are quite tend to be quite reactive about culture as opposed to proactive. And a result of this is that our stakeholders may be frustrated with seemingly inconsistent actions of the founder, right? And equally, the founder may be frustrated with the employees not understanding his or her wishes. So great culture is where we've gotten into the founder's heart and mind and we have consistent actions and behavior in the employees that reflect that heart and mind. So thank you for today. Take good care. God bless you.